thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at newsongplymouth.church. It is the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? Yes. Let's have some fun today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to tell you, this is a subject matter that is so important in the Word of God. Um, in, in fact, it's one of the first things that God talks about, and I'm going to teach about this. It's very important to God, and yet it's not talked about in the church very often. And I, my wife and I were having a, um, a discussion recently. Larry Stockstill, you know, is going to be here in September. He's just one of the heroes of the faith, and I'll tell you more about him later. Um, but one of the things that he says, he said he's seen pastors that operate under their giftings and, and some that operate under the anointing. Um, and he said the problem is we need pastors that operate both under their giftings and the anointing simultaneously. And I, I was telling my wife, I said, you know what's interesting in, in a world like we have today, in, in a world especially in in the world of, of Charismatics or Pentecostals more than others, that, that they really feel, oh, that pastor's operating under the anointing when he's up there and he's just on fire and he's, you know, talking about X, Y, and Z, and he's, you know, like passionate and yelling and everybody's woohoo and they're shouting and they're like, oh, the pastor's really anointed today. But there's some subject matters that you just can't teach that way. Like, and does it mean that the anointing is not there? Because the word of God is anointed, right? And when you share the word of the Lord, everybody, the, 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 the Holy Spirit is moving, no doubt. If it's if truly teaching the word of God, the Holy Spirit is moving and trying to plant that word in your heart, okay? So, so today is a, is a day that a lot, of, a lot of churches in America stay away from this topic, but we're going to hit it this today. And next week, and, um, and, and it's going to be life-changing for you, but also, it's one of the first things that, that we read in the Bible. It's so incredible. And it's th- this idea of being overbooked or being stressed, being anxious, being pulled in every direction, where you, we, we live in a culture where we've made it difficult for us to rest. We've made it difficult for us just to be at rest. And can I tell you that the Lord wants you to be and to live at rest, at rest. And this word is just as anointed as any other word that you'll hear because it's right out of the word of God. And it's really one of the, one of the first things that God established, everybody, and it's really incredible. And I, I want to share this with you. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, it says this. By the seventh day, God finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. And then God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it, he rested from all of the work, from all the work of creating that he had done. Now, Let me stop right there. Did God actually, did almighty, all-powerful God actually need to rest? No. He was looking at his creation. He was looking at his work, 
and he was admiring his work, but he was also establishing a principle for all of his children to follow. That's what he was doing, okay? And, and what he wants us to do is he wants us to work hard, but he also wants us to take a day and rest and look back and look not only what we accomplished, but what he accomplished through us, give him the glory for it, and just rest. You say, I don't do that enough. Most people don't. But in Exodus chapter 20, you know one of the Ten Commandments. In fact, it's the fourth out of Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Letter A, write this down. One of the first things that God blessed was a day of rest. One of the first things that God blessed was a day of rest. Let, let me say it like this. If you read Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, you're going to see something in order. If you look up the word blessed, for instance, that God was blessing things, the very first thing that God blessed was his creation. He blessed the animals, the creatures in the sea, the birds of the air. He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, increase upon the earth. And then after creating man, he blessed mankind. So he blessed his creation and then he blessed mankind and then he blessed a day of rest. The third thing that God ever blessed was rest. Think about that for a second. Think about that. And it wasn't just a day of rest. It was also a day of looking back, seeing your efforts combined with his effort, seeing the accomplishments that both you and God made, and looking back and saying, that was good. That was good. God, thank you for allowing me to do what I've done. Thank you for using me. Thank you for, for being inside of me and helping me live the life that you've called me to live. Thank you, Father, for using somebody like me. And now I'm just gonna rest and I'm gonna be refreshed in your presence because I got some things to do this coming week too. But I need you in me first. And I need you to energize me first. And I need you to re refresh me first. Because I'm gonna tell you something. You'll do far more for your heavenly Father, refreshed, then you will exhaust it. I promise you, because I've lived both lives, and I know I'm at my best when I'm refreshed. I am at my best when I'm refreshed. I wasn't actually planning on saying this at all, never even thought about it, about it until now, but you know, a, a, a year from now, my, my family and I will be on our sabbatical. It's a three-month sabbatical. We'll be totally away. And we're already starting to organize that. If, and this happens once every seven years. So it happened six years ago uh, that I took a sabbatical. And when I came back, can I tell you what happened after we came back? So, so many things happened. The church has, has nearly if not all the way, doubled in size since the last since I returned from sabbatical six years ago. Uh, we not only uh, relocated, but we built, we built a, a new uh, building. We planted another church. We started four churches around the nation. Last year alone, uh, we had an income of $675,000, and we gave away $110,000 to missions last year. 
Everybody, I'm telling you, you are at your best when you are rested and refreshed. You'll do more. You'll do more in this life if you learn to rest. If you learn to rest. Now, that being said, write down number, I'm sorry, letter B. Being pulled daily in all directions then robs me of rest as well as, and here's what we're saying today, true success. True success. Let me say it this way. That every single one of you, you're, you're, being, you're being pulled in so many directions, aren't you? Well, I've got to do this, but then I've got to do this, and oh, so-and-so needs that, and I've got to do that for them, and they've called me, and they're asking for that. They've called me and asked me for that, and I've got to do that, and my boss wants me to do that, and my kids want me, and my, ha- and my husband wants me, and my wife wants me, and my boss wants me, and you're just being pulled in all of these directions. And, and can I tell you something? I know. Like, I know, everybody. I, too, am pulled in multiple directions. Let me tell you like this. Even if I didn't have, even if I didn't have this call of God in my life to be a pastor, I, I have four children, everybody, and they're all pulling me in different directions. And I have a wife who likes things that I don't like. She's pulling me in some directions that, Yesterday, we, I just laugh about that, but yesterday she was, uh, we, we were, the day before, we were kind of having a date day like we normally do and once a week, and then, uh, and she was telling me, she's like, oh, so-and-so on this side, they, they uh, she does this, and she, and this is how she makes money on Facebook, and she models these clothes, and then this other person made shoes for her that just was out there, and they cost like $200, and I look at my wife, please stop, please, I don't. I don't care. I don't care. And, and I look at my wife like, when did you get like this? You were never like this. I, I just want my wife back, you know? Like, uh, and she was just in the frame of mind. She, she was just talking about what surprised her and whatever. But I don't like that stuff. So I'm pulled to listen. And I did, I did really well for a long time. Before I finally said, okay, can we talk about something else? I'm sure you guys have never done that before, but I'm not saying I'm the best husband in the world. I'm not. I try. I really do try. So we're pulled in all of these directions, aren't we? Pulled in all of these directions. But, but let, me, let me fill you in on something. You're, you're, not, you're not meant to be the one being pulled in all the directions. You're the one meant to do the pulling. And I'm going to teach you that this week and next week. And I'm going to show you that it's actually in the Bible. It's going to be really, really cool. In fact, Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 18. Now, this is a parable that that Jesus is giving. And and this is the description because his disciples didn't understand it. And this is the the description or the, the truth behind the parable that he was telling in Mark chapter 4, verse 18. He said, still others, like seed sown among thorns, and I want you to remember that word thorns, like weeds, hear the word, but there's three areas here, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others 
like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, 60, and some 100 times what was sown. Write this down, literacy. Instead of being pulled in all directions, I'm responsible for pulling these weeds from my life. I'm going to show you this, everybody, how, that this, this is the same topic. This is, this is the topic that if you don't learn to rest, you won't be at your best. If you, don't learn to, if you don't learn to be the one that does the pulling, everybody will continually pull at you, and, and the things of God will be choked out of your life. This is good stuff. What are they? What are they? Here, here they are, everybody. The first one is doubt. Write that down in that little line there, doubt. He says it's the worries of life. Let, let me explain to you the worries of life, the worries of life. Well, my kids have got to go to school, and i got to get them to school. I don't know how I'm going to afford that, or my boss wants this for me, and I don't know how I'm going to do that, and he wants me to work overtime, and I don't know if I can pull that off because my wife also wants this and this and this and this and this, and how am I going to pay these bills, and my car's broken down, and how am I going to get that fixed? And my wife is saying we need to go to vacation, but I don't know how to pay for that, and the worries of life, the worries of life. You could, you could say it this way, everybody, the worries of life, Worry, worry comes down to one of two words. It's either fear or doubt. It's either dread or doubt. That's what worry is, dread or doubt. Doubt, doubt says, I don't, think I, can, I don't think we're gonna make it. I don't think we're gonna have enough money. I don't think that we're gonna be able to buy that for the kids. I don't think we can fix the car. I don't know how we're gonna get new tires or new transmission. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know how this is gonna work out. I don't know about the new job. I don't know about my boss. I don't know if I'm going to get the pay raise. I don't know if I'm going to get the time off. I just, I just doubt it. I, I just doubt it. I, I, I'm just worried about it. You guys see it? Then he says this. The second thing is deception. Write that down. The, the Bible calls it deceitfulness of wealth. Deception. Well, if I only had money, I wouldn't have any issues at all. If I only had money, if I only had the new car, if I only had the new job, if I only had this pay raise, if I only had, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this mess. I'm telling you something, no matter how much money you have, you'll still be pulled in all directions if you don't learn to do the pulling. This is good stuff. And three, discontentment. The Bible calls it desires for other things, not desire. I went back and just to make sure, is that word really plural? And it is desires, multiple desires for lots of other things. Discontentment. And that is a weed in your life that will keep you from being fruitful. Discontentment is a weed in your life, just like deception is a weed and doubt is a weed. Discontentment makes you always focus on what you don't have and fail, you fail to focus on what you do have. So, so you're, you're grumpy because you don't have the things that you want and you fail to give thanks for the things that you actually already have been blessed with. And it is a weed in your life, everybody. It is a weed in your life. And so when you're actually resting, you're not thinking about what you want. You're not thinking about what you don't have. You're thinking about the blessings of God that you have right now. 
I have told my wife this. We've been at, at, at some, some times in life where we were extremely stressed. And I, I looked at my wife. I said, baby, this is the one thing I know. We've got each other. And we've got four kids who love Jesus. And we have been blessed beyond measure. And whatever God does with that is what God does with that. I can't control that. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to manipulate it. I'm just going to let God deal with that. And I'm going to be happy with the blessings of God in my life right now. I'm just going to rest in him. Let me tell you something. Two things about that. Easier said than done, isn't it? And it is an act of faith. Make no mistake, when you get to that place in your life, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just content with what God has given me. He's been so very good to me. That is walking and living by faith, isn't it? I'm just going to leave the future to God. I'm going to leave the circumstances to God, and I'm just going to trust him in the now, and I'm going to thank him. And when you start doing that, you'll learn to rest, but you have no doubt have some weeds in your life that need pulled. And if you're saying, I'm just being pulled in all directions and I can't ever rest, and I'm so tired, I'm just exhausted. Well, stop it. Like, are you, are you having fun living like that? No, I hate it. I hate it. Okay. Well, stop being pulled and start pulling. Stop being pulled and start pulling. Because you got some things to deal with. And I'm going to teach you today, mostly next Sunday, I'm, I'm going to give you real-life application on how you can live this out. And, and if you're not free by the end of this, it's not my fault. It's not God's fault. It's because you chose not to pull anything out of your life. It's because you saw the weeds, but you didn't do anything about it. You saw the weeds. You just thought, oh, they just have to be there. That's just the way it is. Well, it's not, it's not the way that it has to be. I promise you that. And I'm going to teach you how. Not only today, but next Sunday, too. You don't want to miss it. Luke chapter 10. This is, this is the, one of the most common portions of Scripture used for this topic, and it would just be stupid of me not to set the groundwork using this same portion of Scripture. Remember this in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I want you to, if you can, I want you to underline that. Distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that? Now, underline this. My sister has left me to do the work by myself. Underline that. My sister has left me to do the work all by myself. Tell her to help me. How many of your kids have ever come to you like, he's not doing anything, tell him to help me, right, right, okay, that's what we have going on here. Martha, Martha, the Lord said, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Now I want you to underline this phrase, Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. It won't be taken from her. So, so what, what I'm going to talk to you about is the bad soil of your life is actually a bunch of lies. 
that, that bad soil is often filled with a bunch of lies. Because we're going back to the parable now, and Jesus said, hey, hey, there, there's some good soil that when it takes the word of God, it allows the word of God to, to grow and mature, and it produces a harvest 30, 60, or 100 fold. But there's another type of soil that has a bunch of thorns and weeds in it. And you can't let those things stay there. And those things are doubt and deception and discontentment. And Jesus is saying, hey, you've, you've got to pull those weeds out. Well, this portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 10 is showing us the weeds that Martha has in her life. And here's the, the, the first one. Busyness is not the same as accomplishment. See, she thinks, she thinks that being busy is actually accomplishing something. That she, let me say it this way. She thinks that busyness is faithfulness. But that's a weed in her life. Busyness is not the same as accomplishment. Remember what, the, what, what I told you to underline? She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She was busy, but she wasn't accomplishing what she should have been accomplishing. She should have just been spending some time with Jesus. But there was so much to do. And Jesus says, everybody look at me. Jesus would say to all of you today, I don't, well, Jesus, I just don't have, there's just so much stuff for me, I just don't have time. And Jesus is looking at you saying, I'm what's most important in your life. And you need to invest in me first. You're distracted. The moment you wake up, you're thinking about all the things that you got to do. And so it's 20 minutes through your day or maybe three hours into your day or seven hours into your day where you think, wow, I haven't, I don't, I haven't even prayed today. I haven't even read my... Why is it? Because you were so distracted with what had to be done that you forgot about your first love. Busyness is not the same as accomplishment. Number two, fear never produces good things. Why is that? Because fear is a demonic spirit. Fear never produces any good thing in your life. Now, let, let, me, let me say this first before I go any further. Does discernment produce good things in your life? Absolutely. D does being cautious at times, otherwise known as wisdom, does that produce good things in your life? Absolutely. Does fear? Never. A, a, de a demon is never going to produce anything good in your life. And God said, I haven't given you a spirit of fear because fear is a demonic spirit. I haven't given that to you, but of power and love and a sound mind. How many know that that's in the Bible? Okay, so fear will never produce anything good in your life. But, but notice what Martha is focused on, the second thing I told you to, to underline. My sister has left me to do the work all by myself. Tell her to help me. Can't you see that I'm, I'm the only one that's doing anything around here? I'm the only one that cares? And this is, you wouldn't word it like this, everybody, but surely you, you've said things like this. Well, if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done. 
Or, or but, but, but what will others think, though? But what will others think? This is going to be so embarrassing if they come here and then I don't have this ready and this happening. What, what will others think? And, and you live your life in fear. fear. Fear that it's not going to get done. Fear that other people will see how bad you are, moms. Come on. So many moms in this room, you've thought that, haven't you? Well, what will people think if they see my kids dressed like this? I don't care how your kids are dressed. I just love kids. You know, I've, I've, I've never, I, I don't like it when kids are abused. And I can tell the difference. Can you? But, but if, it, if it, I just saw a little girl on vacation she was wearing a pair of shorts and a tutu and a long sleeve shirt, and no doubt she dressed herself that day. And I was so proud of that mom and dad, they didn't care. Like, they didn't care. They, they didn't care what you thought about their little girl, and I thought, oh, I wish all the moms had that in them. Because moms, don't you get scared sometimes of what people will think? Well, she must not be a very good wife. She must not be a very good mom because look at her husband. Look at her kids and look at her house. Moms, can you stop? That is a weed in your life. I'm trying to encourage you. Do you feel it? Trying to pull that thing out. You be secure in who you are. Pull that thing out of your life. Don't live in fear. My wife has asked me a few times, what if it doesn't get done? And I always respond, well, what if? How many guys you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, well, what if it doesn't? Don't live in fear. Fear never produces anything good. Now, I'm not saying be lazy. And I'm not saying don't take care of what, what God has given you. But there's a difference. There is a difference. And we need to do things with excellence and we need to work hard, but if it can't get done, if it keeps you from rest, you gotta pull some weeds in, out of your life. If it keeps you from being able to take a nap every now and then, one of the, one of the most godly things you can do is take a nap. And if things keep you from taking a nap, you gotta pull some weeds in your life. Am I helping anybody today? You gotta pull some weeds in your life. And, and then number three, write this down. Number three, order is everything. Order is everything. Order is everything. Remember I told you to underline, Mary has chosen what is better. Why is that? Because order is everything. Jesus says it this way. I've all, already referred to it. But Jesus would look at all of you today and he would say to you, me first, not stuff. Me first, not stuff. Sometimes when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we're thinking about isn't Jesus, it's just stuff. But order is everything. Order is everything. Let me, let me tell you something that, that I think Jesus is, is trying to teach them in the moment. Martha, girl, I'm going to be here for a little while. Don't you just want to spend some time with me first? Martha, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. 
why don't you just sit down and talk with me for a little while? You know, um, I have some relatives. I won't even tell you which side of the family they're on, but they're not my immediate relatives. I'll say it like that. It's, I'm not talking about my mom or dad or my brother or sister-in-law, okay, that come here to New Song. Just relatives. That you go over to their house, and it's not in order, and it's messy, sometimes even dirty. But when I go there, I don't want to sit there and wait for them to clean. I just would rather be with them. You yeah, many know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't come over here to see your house, and I didn't come over here to see your house being clean. I came over here to see you. So would you just sit down and let's talk? And you tell them, yeah, just do that later. Just come over here. Just sit down. Let's have some coffee. Oh, yeah, but. And oh, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, but. No, 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 no. I just came to see you. I, just, I know what your house is like. That didn't bother. I just came to see you. And, and Jesus would look at all of us today <laughs> and he would say, I know what your house is like. I, I know what your life is like. I, I just came to see you. I just, I just want to see you. Yeah, but Jesus, I've got a, but Jesus, I have, but Jesus, I've got, no, no, no. I, I just want to see you. I just, me first, Jesus would say, not stuff. Me first, stuff. And, and when you're distracted by stuff first, that's a weed that needs to be pulled. And some of you are being pulled in all different directions. But I tell you, you're the one that needs to do the pulling. And I'm going to teach you how next Sunday morning. Next Sunday will be total application. I mean, you'll walk away saying, I am free. Today was a day of deliverance because I'm going to do things differently. It's going to be wonderful. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you some tools. I'm going to teach you how to say no. It's going to be wonderful. But order is everything. Jesus first, not stuff. Jesus first, not stuff. And if we've gotten that wrong, let's get that right first. Let's make Jesus a priority first before we do anything else. Before we start pulling weeds, let's run to the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, I've messed it up. I need to put you first. And then let's do that. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful that your presence is here in this room today. I feel your presence. I sense you, Holy Spirit. New song Jesus would tell us today that he knows he knows who's weak and weary but he wants you to come to him and he'll give you rest and that's not just in the word of, of God but it's a word for us today If you're weak, if you're weary, Jesus will give you rest. So Jesus, we come. 
we come to you today tired, exhausted, tired of being pulled in all directions. We're just worn out. So Jesus, we come to you today for rest. Before we even ask for the wisdom of how and what to pull out of our lives, the weeds that must go, before we even get to that point, Jesus, we just want to sit here in this moment and honor you. Sit here in your presence and be healed by you, be refreshed by you. So we wait. Nobody moving around, everybody just quiet. The Spirit of the Lord is doing some things right now. And we need to wait on Him. Refresh your people. Holy Spirit, refresh us. We wait upon you, Lord. upon the Lord, they're the ones that renew their strength. Their strength is renewed. They mount up with wings like eagles. <laughs> they run and they walk without growing faint or weary. So just wait upon the Lord. We wait upon you, Lord. We choose you first, Father. We choose you first, Jesus. We choose you first, Holy Spirit. Forgive us for the times that we've been distracted by stuff. And we've allowed the weeds to dictate what our lives they look like. But I'm not going to be controlled by weeds any longer. My life is good soil. And your, when your word is planted in me, it will produce a harvest 30, 60, and 100.
Thank you, Lord, for doing this work, for healing our hearts, for giving us rest, and for teaching us how to live the life that you want us to live from the depths of our heart. We say this, Jesus, you're first. You are first in my life. I choose you this day before anything else. Help me, remind me, teach me to wait upon you, to seek you first, knowing that you'll take care of the rest. I refuse to live a life of doubt, deception, or discontentment. Jesus, you are everything to me. I declare it, I pray it, in the name of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Amen. As a church, it is our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to newsoundplymouth.church to connect. Thank you for all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.